This is Why We Run. My name is Beth Baker, and I interview runners while we're actually running about life, struggles, and, well, why we run. We chat and share to the tune of our footsteps, heavy breathing, and our laughter. Lots and lots of laughter. Are you ready? Let's go. It's just me. All right, all right. All right. Okay, so let's go. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to or whatever. Talk, I want to talk about, like, I know I had, like, specific questions for you before, but I feel like you've moved past that. I have. Yeah. I think I was still training for a marathon. Or no, it was my first run after the marathon. Okay, okay. Two miles. Yeah. And it broke me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marathons do that. <laughs> and what are you training for now? Uh, my first, I am debuting. Before she was a marathoner, before she was attacked three years ago in a restroom while training for her first marathon, Kelly Heron was in my Couch to 5K class, just learning to run. I've known her for six years, and she's become such a great friend, and I love seeing her transformation, which makes me so happy and makes me feel so good. And now she's one of our coaches, so she can go change more and more lives. Here is Kelly Heron, and I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> and what are you training for now? Uh, my first, I am debuting my sub-two-hour half marathon. Okay. Um, which I've been training very, very hard for. Okay. And I can't help but feel nervous. Yeah. Anxious a little bit, but I'm controlling the controllables. <laughs> I'm following the plan, and I just have to have faith that, you know, on race day, all of that hard work will out. Yeah, come to yeah. fruition. I just keep visualizing myself crossing the finish line. And like 158.32 uh-huh. and just crying and <laughs> going to the medical tent. <laughs> Getting cute voice and to then, uh, patch you up. Well, my, my other half will be pacing me. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to stick to his hip. And, yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. Um, Todd. The experience, so what you have gone through, and Jonathan and I are talking about this, the choices you made after your attack. Yes. What clicked in your head? Like, what was the thing that, trajectory, like, I can either hide in the hole, or I can talk about it. What, what, well, what was that? The, when the first article came out the next day in the Seattle Times... It's the said, next day? Yeah. Oh, because of the internet, right? Because the police report came out and everything. Yeah. And it said something like, Ballard woman attacked at Golden Gardens, punched in the head five times, um, and the, you know, it was an attempted rape or something yeah. along those lines. And I was like, a lot more happened than me just getting punched in the head five times. Yeah. I took a self-defense class three weeks before. Yeah. And I used the things that I learned in class to save my life. And I really felt compelled to tell people that because yeah. it was my biggest fear. You kind of buried the lead there, didn't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. I always was so afraid. I thought I'd be six miles into a run. Uh-huh. I was four and a half. Um, <laughs> and that I would be 
My fear was that I wouldn't have the energy got it. Okay. to fight back, which is not a problem. <laughs> um, sweet, sweet adrenaline. Adrenaline yeah. is like the best. Yeah. Um, and the will to live. Yeah, right. Also very strong. Yes. Um, For most people. Yes. Pretty much everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like survival's an instinct. And um, so I wanted people to know that like you can be afraid but you can also prepare for that situation and give yourself a fighting chance, which ironically is <laughs> the self-defense class I took was from Fighting Chance yeah. Seattle. Um, so that's what really compelled me to share because I, I didn't want it to happen to anyone else. And if, it, and if it did, I wanted them to survive. I love it. So I remember you telling that it was like your biggest fear was getting attacked do you have any you know your visualization is there something that in your head because I remember you telling me that I'm like not that you brought it on yourself right but do you ever have anything in the back of your head that says this is my biggest fear and it happened um well like did I use the universe in, the, yeah. in a negative way yeah well so Jordan from Fighting Chance teaches that, and I mean, this is just truth. Your body cannot go where your mind has not been. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you, you're not going to rise to the occasion if you have never oh. thought about being attacked before. You're not just going to ins- know what to do. Right. But I think my fear helped because it was not my first time in that situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was in real life, but like right. in my head, you would I have thought before, you yeah, know, yeah. and I ha- I was sort of prepared for that. Um, so I think it, it definitely helped. Um, but yeah, of course, like <laughs> I use visualization to, to, you know, finish races and stuff like yeah, that. And yeah. I know it's very powerful, right? but um, I, you know, through therapy, one thing we kept revisiting was like, what happened to me was random mm-hmm. and it's not around every corner. Uh-huh. It's not waiting for me in every public bathroom. Random things happen, uh-huh. but that's not the, the standard of the way the world is. Yeah, it is not. Yeah, that's a good, that's a very, that's a very good point and important as well. And also, but back to that, it is the fact that you encountered, you saw, I mean, and I believe this because I know you, you're the, the scariest thing that's ever happened to you. And you came out the other side like a stronger person. Yes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So what's in a, and that's a thing I read. <laughs> um, it's like with trauma, there are people who bounce back and there are people who bounce forward. And the, that, oh. that traumatic event changed them deeply yes and it did for me like I had a really hard time going back to selling advertising to plastic surgeons (laughs) um my priorities just changed yeah yeah and I eventually made the decision to move closer to my family um because family became so much more important to me and the quality of my life yeah became more important um and other things like money you yeah, know yeah. became less important because you don't know when your last day is yeah. 
And when your life flashes before your eyes, it's not, you know, the cars you bought. Right. It's like, it's the people. Yeah. So I wanted to... experiences and the... Yeah. The love. Yes. Yes. The dumb love. And I think it also really helped, like, when you brought me in to the pack and, like, leading group runs on Thursdays and... It just brought me back to like the simple, the simple, like running, yeah. <laughs> you know, like just yeah. going for a run around the lake with people who care yeah. and just being normal. And that really, really helped me to integrate back into the world. Yeah. Kind of like an anchor. Yeah. I have a big old anchor on my ankle. For you. I know you do, and it because suits you perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fish on my ankle, and I don't really know. I have a stripper fairy on my back, and I'm not sure what she's doing there oh, either, but, funny. you know, I'm sober now. Right. <laughs> tattoo. Yes. <laughs> tattoo artists around the country. Oh, funny. Um, so why did you start running? I started running in, well, I took your class in 2013 for Couch to 5K, and I ran the 5K and I was done. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I came back. Nailed it. Yes, I did, actually. Um, I came back in 2015. Um, my sobriety date is June 28th, 2015. And about 90 days in, I was like <laughs> kind of getting bored. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was waking up early on the weekends and the weather was, you know, I just didn't have anything to do. I didn't have the same friends. I wasn't hungover. Yeah. Um, More energy. Yeah. And so I decided I would run a marathon, obviously. <laughs> right. For you. Um, as one does. Yeah. Um, but what should I do today? Exactly. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I just really love the structure of training. Yeah. I still do. Um, like a job. Like a good job. Yeah. But I modified my goal after <laughs> injury. Yeah. <laughs> because you really shouldn't go couch to marathon. Yeah. Um, and I made a New Year's resolution in 2016 to run one race a month. Okay. I called it one fun run a month, but I did four half marathons and Ragnar. Oh, geez. So those aren't really fun runs yeah. necessarily. Um, but uh, I just was, you know, I think ha- like making that commitment and knowing that you have to keep your running to a level where you can race. Yeah. Um, even if, Even if it's not for time or whatever. Also, the fun thing about being a new runner is every race is pretty much a PR yeah. for, like, two years. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, but I really love the half marathon distance. I still do. It's, yeah, uh, it's pretty wonderful. It's like... You kind of pull it out of your butt. Yeah, it's like the... Uh, it's just the right amount of challenge yeah. and suffering. Yeah. And huge reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely like, yeah. melts your body in a good way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So... You're continuing to run? Yes. What's your new goal and why? Well, the sub two half has been on my mind forever Uh since I knew it was a thing. Yeah. Um, And I've never actually tried for it before, but once I got down to like 207, 204, it was like, okay, now, pretty girl. (laughs) Now you can, you know, make it a real goal and actually try and strategize. (laughs) <laughs> I think she knew you, not me. Because <laughs> I didn't recognize her. I didn't. We're going to turn around. Turn around turn, okay. Make a loop around the That's street. really funny. <laughs> um, and then, oops, <laughs> like this. Okay. 
Yeah. So, and then my other goal is, so I ran my second marathon, which was Honolulu. And, um, and you killed it, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. 40 minute PR off my first, <laughs> which honestly, Chicago was such a shit show. I don't know how I could have done worse. First marathons are always Oh like my God. And you I never just, thought I would do one again. You just don't know. Yeah. So, and you know, the, uh, I was training for like a four or 26, you know, like four and a half something. But then you add in two volcanoes. Yeah. 75 degrees with like however much humidity there is. I mean, it just, you know, I wasn't going to hit that pace, but it's a beautiful marathon. Yeah. So this year I want to get a time that I feel really proud of. So I'm running the Atlantic City Marathon in October. Okay. And it's a boardwalk. The only condition there is like 38 mile an hour winds. Okay. But uh, sometimes the wind is going to be your friend. At your back, yeah. (laughs) Kill wind. Exactly. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Um, What do you see yourself doing down the road? Well, definitely right now, you know, I've I've made the leap from the, the corporate advertising world to my own business. Yeah. Not today. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. Um, but uh, uh, the goal there is I love, I love working with new runners, and I love helping people get to the next level of where they want to be. I've really enjoyed just pacing my friends in races, whether it's a half marathon or 10 miles. What do you like about that? Oh, well, when you're helping someone else, you don't really feel your own pain. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is. I think you well, my take on it is that you're just so invested in their yeah. emotion. Not invested, but... Yeah. Like, that's how it was for my mom when she ran Chicago with me. Like, you know, she was more... And I, I, was, I was struggling, to say the very least. Yeah. But it really helped her to be kind of the, the strong one and the cheerleader. Yeah. Um, but the more I learn about running, too, there's, like... I've, I've gone from, like beginning runner to training for speed and it's really fun yeah I love strategizing it's like a puzzle (laughs) yeah we got that other girl she's like about working the problem and not taking it emotionally yeah just figuring it out and I never knew like when I was running half marathons I just ran and looked at my watch but I didn't have a strategy um and you can like you can just get so much better um, with a with someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with knowing how to use your watch. Yeah. And it's sort of like the next level, and I really love that. Well, the watch is such a like a a reality check. Yes. Like, right. I'm so tired. Oh my. Especially heart rate. heart rate. Yeah. Like I have an alarm on mine for 175. Yeah. And I, that's for race day, which is high. Yeah. But also. I'm racing, so if you're gonna if you're gonna go too hard, go on race day. Yeah, 175, but not 193. You know, so yeah. it sort of uh, keeps me in check with my pace, and um, yeah, it's fun, like just sciencing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And up. I'll never forget my first half marathon. Uh huh. Actually, it's the same course that I'm doing my sub two. Um, it's such a huge achievement 
Well, you're, I mean, all the distances are. Like, yeah, your first yeah, 5K yeah. is just as big of a deal. Like, I, I still have my medal for my first 5K yeah. on the wall. Like, that was huge. Um, but first half marathon, too, you know? It's like, yeah. Especially after mile, you, you know, you hit mile nine and things start to hurt. Right. <laughs> then you hit mile 11. And the thing I love about running that I've learned the most is how much is in your mind, uh-huh. as you know. But, like, I talk so positively to myself. I'm never, when I hear, like, that I can't in my brain, uh-huh. I just start saying, like, come on, Cal, you got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what the voice in my head said during the assault when I thought I was going to pass out. Oh, my God. Come on, girl, you got this. Yeah. You are almost there. Yeah. The fin- you can see the finish line. You can hear the cowbells oh. go, like, just go, go. Oh. And, uh, oh my and like... That mental strength yeah. comes from running oh, and wow. forcing yourself when the I can't get in your brain yeah. to keep going because you can. Yeah. Unless something's very wrong. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. If it's like a, an ankle or, or a hamstring, like if, if you're injured, of course, but like if you're able bodied and you can right. hit oxygen, just talk yourself into doing it. It's a. It's a hard conversation to have, and it takes practice. So much practice. And it's like just hearing yourself, being aware of it, where it's coming from, and then acknowledging it. Yes. And then going, okay, work the problem. Right. Try to figure out, is this going to serve me? Right. Uh, And decide what to do with it. Yeah. And sometimes, even on a race day, I'll pull over, I'll put my arms backwards in a big circle and just kind of unpop my shoulders and stuff and just get a breath, maybe even walk for, you know, through a water station or for 10 seconds or so. Yeah. Because when you can lower your heart rate and work out the kinks that might be really nagging you. like blocking you. Yeah. You can make up that time. It's it's not a, you know, it's like you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons of what you're going to do and I think the thing that's really helped me in running the most is running every day oh really (laughs) I run six days a week I take Wednesdays off but I run every day and when I don't my body is like what are we doing (laughs) where are we going yeah Um, (laughs) yeah even if it's like four or five mile easy easy run 12 minute pace you know just like uh, that has been the most helpful thing I'm I'm very rarely I mean, I'm sore, Yeah, <laughs> but like, <laughs> always sore. but I don't sit around and let the lactic acid build up yeah. and like paralyze me from being productive. I know that's a hard lesson to, for me to get people like, I'm sore and I can't, I can't run today. <laughs> right. I'm like, that's what your body needs. Right. At least get on a bike or, or something or walk. Or, some, or walk. Yeah. 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 But it took... It took me like two years to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, practice, practice. It's a practice. It's yeah. a discipline. <laughs> it's a crying baby. <laughs> and gosh, you come back after, th- you know, I used to like put it off so much. Uh-huh. Even like, I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time. And it's like, then I would just come to Green Lake at 630 in the morning, uh-huh. run whatever, three miles, you know, and it's like, and get in my car. And yeah go shower go to work and it's like that was 35 minutes yeah. of my life that's it that yeah and yeah. it's like 
okay, I'm not going to wear makeup to work today. Right. And, that, and like, you feel so much better because you ran that you honestly don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think people, like, incorporate the mental what wherewithal, uh-huh. which equates to, oh, like, totally. two hours. Right. Yeah. I've got two hours to worry about it. Exactly. And then I have the actual run. Right. And then I'm tired from this. Yeah. So. And you just don't make it, like, I don't wake up and think... Should I run today? Yeah. It's like, nope. nope. What am I going to run yeah, today? Yeah. So, what's the biggest lesson you've gotten for? Because you got sober after you ran, didn't you? Uh, I got sober three months before I ran. Okay, you started running? Yeah. Yep, that's when I got started running. Okay, yep. okay. Any like, lessons you have that paralleled with sobriety? Yeah. Um, just that we're so much stronger than we think we are. Yeah. And, I mean, and it's better in a group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sobriety is really, really difficult. Um, and if you, if you are, if you find like-minded people, yeah. I mean, you're certainly not alone. Yeah. There are other people just like you. Like, the first time I went to a meeting of an anonymous nature, <laughs> I was, like, looking for the, you know, construction worker smokers outside just to oh, completely yeah. stereotype it, right? Yeah. And there's, like, lawyers. this pretty girl yeah. wearing a dress yeah. my age. Yeah. And I was, like, I don't think I'm in the right place. <laughs> She's now a great friend of mine. We ran a 5K oh, together, funny. like, and um, we actually ran a half marathon together, and it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So, um... Anything else you want to... Um, well, Jordan and I from Fighting Chance are now offering self-defense classes for runners. And, um, my website is nottoday.run. Okay. So there's a workshops section there if anyone's interested in running with us on a kind of a, kind of how you do like your intro uh-huh. 5k, like running, jog- jogging, walking. Yeah. And then also learning how to kick some ass. Okay. And, uh, feel more confident and mindful. So we're excited about that, and yeah, I that's it. All right, good job. Yeah, you too. Okay, we can walk a little bit. Good job, Ed. What do I do? <laughs> well, we're, we're connected, gonna... <laughs> so I obviously can't go too far from you. So am I going to stay on your right side? Yeah, yeah, we're connected here. Yeah. All right, so I stay on your right. You keep my oh, you're right, because it's all. What's oh. that? Both of you keep my secrets. Well, it's all recorded, so. <laughs> so I met Jonathan through Kelly. It's uh, Kelly's boyfriend, and the first time I met him, he just told me this beautiful story about running and how he started running. And it was just so open and vulnerable. And I asked him, I go, can I interview you? And he's like, sure. So um, here is his interview. And I just wanted to congratulate him on getting into Boston and wish him good luck on Boston, which is coming up on Monday. Here's Jonathan. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's like my little leash. It's making me feel better about myself. I keep all these athletes 
right in pace with me because oh. <laughs> it's my serves my ego well. I, I generally run alone until I met Kel, so oh, I, really? I do all my own pacing. Yeah, my Garmin's my best friend. So. Did you did you run when you had run with people at all besides Kelly? Nah, I really, really? I train alone. I, I actually really love just training alone. Um, but when Kel's there, we, we adjust our paces and our times and distances uh-huh. so we can do it together. Oh, how much have you done? And even if it means I have to go slower or even if she goes a little faster, but that's how, more important. How funny. Yeah. I, I, I remember I, I trained for my first marathon by myself. And me and my uh, Walkman. Uh-huh. You know my cassette Walkman? I had a Walkman. Yeah, I had the Pixies and the They Might Be Giants. <laughs> and... Uh, had to stop and turn it over. Uh huh. Get the pencil to wind oh, it. Good times. <laughs> yeah. No, we joke around because we're both kind of lone wolves. At least, well, for for training, I am. Why is that? Do you think? For yourself. Uh, for me, I actually run to decompress and to think about stuff and process stuff. And, uh-huh. and if stuff gets overwhelming for me, um, the running's always been a really good outlet. Uh huh. I think sometimes I get I'll get stressed if I have to run with somebody at it at their pace or yeah. hold a conversation. Um, so I've always just did it alone. Okay, so there's a little fear happening. What's that? A little fear happening of not running next to somebody. A little bit. I guess. Yeah. 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 I get here that a lot from my group that people don't want to be part of the group because they don't want to hold people back or they don't want to go too fast or something like that but yeah if it's, it's, it's just another layer of yeah. uh of, of things to be dealt with i guess it serves you work it yeah yeah <laughs> i also will i'll dig into things at various times in training to get me through a session so yeah. even like, if it's like little... see that guy i'll run him down uh-huh. even if it's three towns over you know in my mind like he's right. my goal you know and Whatever it takes to get through the session, I'll just kind of disappear into that. Okay. It's fun. Yeah. I really, I get fired up from it. I, I, I do train with music. Yeah. Um, and I, I do get fired up from it, so it makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know where you want to start, because it's like the, the last five minutes of our walk run was jaw-dropping. So... What do you mean? <laughs> just... <laughs> well... Okay, so you've done five Ironmans, correct? Oh, yes. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, that's, yes. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. And congratulations. Thank you. Um, so what got you to start running? Ah, well. Um, <laughs> and if you want to. I literally ran for an escape about 20 years ago. Okay. I used to do long distance biking about 20 years ago. And uh, I was on vacation with people I didn't particularly care to be on vacation with. And uh-huh. I was looking for the gym and the hotel didn't have a gym. But they said their sister hotel did two miles up the road. And so I just said, today, I'm getting out of here. And so oh, I, I ran up the street, and I was totally trashed by the time I got there. But I loved it. I loved the feeling of it. Yeah. And so I did it every day, that vacation. And um, and then I had never run more than 5K before. And I got Hal Higdon's marathon book and said, I'm going to run a freaking marathon. This was in 1999. Okay. And I signed up for the... So the first thing I did is sign up for the Philly Marathon in, like, April, which, you know, it's in November. And then the second thing I did was tell everybody I know. This is before social media. Yeah, yeah, But to hold myself accountable, I told every single person I know, friends, family, colleagues, work, you know, school, whatever. And they all, of course, thought I was crazy because... 
Right. I didn't have a fitness background. Like yeah. People tend to look at somebody where they are in time and just assume they came out of the womb that right. way. And they're like, yeah. oh, they're gifted. They, yeah. They're lucky. Yeah. So and I didn't you, have any background there. People are like, you're not, what do you mean you're going to do a marathon? And you were heavier? Oh, God. Yeah. 241 pounds. Okay. And I had smoked for about 10 years. Oh, really? Pack a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. How funny. So you're uh, a doctor, right? And that's not doctors. I wasn't a doctor then. Okay. I was a businessman then. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go figure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you I, had I, there was a harder life after college than it was during college yeah. with as far as, you know, work hard, play hard. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that got me to a place where I was just not happy with things. And But doing that first marathon, my, t- my finish time was five hours and 21 minutes. Uh-huh. This was in 1999. They yeah. ran out of finisher medals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they mailed it to me, and it was this flimsy little Liberty Bell that was actually broken. Oh, my not God. Not at the Liberty Bell crack. It was oh, broken yeah. somewhere else. But I still have it. And, uh, yeah, back then it wasn't. Yeah, it was not. Yeah. It wasn't mainstream. No. It wasn't. You know, there wasn't swag, yeah. and it wasn't a big. But I, I was gonna. I still have that finishing photo somewhere. But that feeling of doing it, that I was hooked. Like, okay. At that point, I just felt like this. Do I want to just keep doing this over and over again in different ways. And do you know what 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 about it was? Yeah. Because I know you thought about it. Yeah. Because you're running by yourself, so you have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've always been. A, I, I describe myself as a kid with something to prove because yeah. I was young. I long story, but it's no, no. kindergarten, and so I was always younger than everybody else, and uh-huh. sh- smaller than everybody else, and slower, and the whole story, and bullied and all that crap. And I always just kind of had a chip on my shoulder that I had something to prove. Okay. And for the you know first maybe two thirds of my life, it was to somebody else, to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. But and then for the for the last third, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for me. I yeah. want to see what I can do. Yeah. I want to see when I get out of my own way, what I can actually accomplish. And it's not going to be tomorrow or the next day or the next week or month or year, but it's going to be over time. Yeah. And that was 20 years ago. So it was a process. Yeah. Yeah. And since then I've done maybe, I don't even know, 20 marathons. I don't, I don't know. But I really only, I always assumed that I would just be big and slow. Uh-huh. Because that's what I, that's what, you have in your that's head. what I see and you, when I look in the mirror. Yeah. And probably feel in your heart too. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to shake. Yeah. Uh, even when the data speaks otherwise, it's kind of hard to shake self-image sometimes. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so it wasn't really until the last two or three years where various life events led me to a place where I, I kind of went through it again and said, you know what? Nothing's guaranteed. Like if I try and, and give everything to trying to qualify for Boston, like there's no guarantee. Yeah. That I'm going to make it. And there's tons of disappointment stories, but the only guarantee I could think of. Is that if I don't try? Yeah. Then there's no freaking chance I'm gonna make it. <laughs> and that's what got me up every day. I love it. We're gonna turn around this tree. Okay. Uh, do you wanna go into depth? But you told me back here before, like about seeing seeking help and seeking help to get your head straight. <laughs> the, about your. Yep. Oh, therapy. You, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to talk talk about that? If you wanna. Yeah. Can you rewind that back? Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, you know. I had done marathons on and off, but again, nothing serious or competitive or anything. And fast forward to uh, a mid surgery residency, and I switched to I switched fellowships and interventional radiology. I was in my uh, first marriage, which was uh, difficult for me, and had kids. Just felt very trapped uh-huh. in various. The only place I felt safe was in my car. Because that was the only time I could control things. Like, oh my gosh! Like I, I could lower the windows and, and be as cool or as hot as I wanted. Did you I have could a turn. Fast the, car? 
No, not then. <laughs> but I did tweak it, and it was all blacked out in nice. his big truck, and I had my stereo. It was the only place I felt like I could control things, driving yeah. to and from places where I was miserable, working home. Oh, how funny. And so... That's fascinating, though. I went to... I, you know, I, I sought help, and the guy... Do you want me to tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the therapist was very kind of Freudian, and, you know, we had many sessions, and he finally said to me when I told him that I was thinking about possibly checking out only because I couldn't think of a couldn't think of a solution that I could deal with I was afraid to leave the village and yeah. afraid to uproot what everybody expected of me in my life and uh-huh. you know I was about to become an attending physician and the dream was happening and yeah I was going to screw it all up I was going to be the homewrecker of course and uh and trying to deal with that um you know he told me he asked me uh have you ever gone waiting in Montana? And I said, what the heck are you talking about? No. And he said, I generally don't recommend suicide to my patients. as a doctor joke. But yeah. he said, uh, you know, why don't you try something different? Why don't you shake it up a little bit? Why don't you, you know, step out of your comfort zone, do something maybe you always wanted to yeah. and never thought you could or would. Uh-huh. And so I took a run around Philly, uh-huh. which is the Schuylkill River, and I ended up on top of the Rocky Steps which was my normal route after work, uh-huh. before work maybe. And uh, I decided then that I was going to do an Ironman okay. or die trying. Okay. And that's what set everything in motion. That was in 2010. Uh-huh. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and what was the first uh, Iron Man that you did? Uh, Lake Placid. Oh, okay. And that was that's Lake Placid. You could just sign up for. Got it. Okay. Pay a ridiculous fee. Yeah. Nine hundred dollars for yeah. the privilege of right swimming two point four miles, biking one hundred and twelve, and then running a marathon. Yeah. All within seventeen for hours. Fun. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't make it within seventeen hours, you're okay. not an Iron Man. It right. never cut, happened. Cut it off. Yeah. DNF. It, it doesn't. Yeah. So the whole goal was just to survive that. Yeah. And in the process, um, I submitted an application to be picked by lottery for the Ironman World Championship, which is, of course, in Hawaii, and that's the one on TV Yeah, for years. And uh, lo and behold, on my birthday, <laughs> interesting things happen on my birthday, I guess, <laughs> but on my birthday in 2011, April 15th, I got an email that said, congratulations, oh, God. you're one of 200 people in the entire world that got picked by lottery to do the Hawaii Ironman. Because you have to qualify if you don't. Uh, you, you have to. You had to validate your spot. So luckily, Lake Placid was going to do that for Got me. It, okay. Yeah, because they don't want people showing up. Who, right. You know, don't like, exercise. Yeah. But so at Lake Placid, so I did Lake Placid in July. Uh huh. And hey, ten weeks later, I did the Hawaii Ironman. Oh my god. On October Which 11th. Which is unheard of. I mean, not unheard of, but it's <laughs> it's not a good uh, recovery time. Uh, no, 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 no. I also thought it would be smart after that to do my original plan, which was to run the Philly Marathon in November, and oh, that God. was that was a disaster, so oh. that was really dumb. But, but uh, Hawaii was the, the theme, the mantra of that, and that's what's on my tattoo, and I have pictures of me putting it in lava rocks of uh, no regrets, K-N-O-W, no uh-huh, regrets, yeah. no after regrets. a book that really spoke to me at that time, and uh, that really sort of got me out of my negative thinking and that it really pointed out that I'm really ultimately responsible for changing my circumstances and that was when I finally made the changes I needed to make in my life Uh across the board yeah um got out of my marriage Uh and 
the financial situations associated with it changed where I live, moved yeah. to the beach. Yeah. I, I stopped practicing clinical medicine and started uh -huh. finding a, a better way for me. And so there was, and did you have any little thing in your head? And this is projecting my own shit. So, uh, like, like the inner critic, of course, you know, but like, was there anybody like in your head going, what are you doing? And like being all, everybody. Oh, okay. in my mind, it was mine in my mind. It was me against the entire world. Okay. It was me against everyone who's saying, how could you fuck this oh, up? So Lieberman? Pe like people were How actually you... telling you this. Uh, no, but oh, okay. things like this have a habit of uh, bringing either the, the very best out in people yeah. around you or the very worst. Yeah. And that comes in various forms, and it's not what you would think necessarily. It's not envy or no. or, or just, it's it's Pro more like protection. Just a lack of support of yeah. you know of passive aggressiveness uh -huh. of just there were a lot of. There were a lot of things in my life that I had to change, and yeah. a lot of people around me that I had to change. And um, and once I did that, and realized that I actually, as the saying goes, I'm not a tree. I actually can change. Yeah. I can move around, and I can, I can fix it. Yes, <laughs> control, as we say, control the controllables, right? Yeah. But it took so long to figure that out. Yeah. And stop pointing fingers at everything that had ever happened to me. Yeah, or everyone. And everyone. Yeah. And say, hey, you know what? Oh. You know, it's I can. I can be who I want yeah. if I'm willing to put in the work and take the chances. And so since then, it's been eight years now since Hawaii. Yeah. In my mind, it's forgotten about. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I kind of feel like it's what have you done for me lately. Yeah. And so that sort of relentless drum keeps beating in me that, you know, you got to... You still have it? So, okay. I mean, it's human nature, so... Yeah. yeah as long as and, you know. I, and I don't necessarily... I, I kind of like it. Like, yeah, I kind of yeah. like going Embrace to the, the hurt locker. I yeah. kind of like suffering you know during yeah, training yeah, and yeah. trying to get the results and yeah you know shoot for something really big and if you miss it at least you, you got closer you're really yeah you're yeah. Like you're, you're you're doing all right you know um where i've struggled is the self-forgiveness part mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. the gentleness towards self part the recovery even physical yeah. exercise recovery i've always struggled with that and so that's practice though recently <laughs> in recent events meeting Kelly and just life unfolding has, you know, helped me underscore the importance of that yeah. in my own progress as well. Um, and, you know, it's helped me get to places that I never thought I would. I mean, I'm wearing a freaking Boston jacket. Like, I know. I, this, is, this, is in, this is insane. Like, this is insane. If you saw pictures of me before, yeah. I'll send you one. It's insane. Oh. You know, I don't come from an athletic family yeah. really my, my great uncle was a race walker that's about that's it funny. you know I, I wasn't sports in school I was yeah. the kid smoking yeah yeah know? I was in bands I'm a drummer you know like oh, I, love it. I wasn't in sports this, this isn't my thing yeah I think that's what I like about it too so much is that like I'm not a typical quote beanpole runner yeah you look at me I look like an asymmetric elephant running through peanut butter like my form <laughs> sucks it's horrible but it's me. And you qualify with Boston. With there you go. Beautiful, exactly. beautiful form. I don't care what it looks like. Yeah. Exactly. I care what the clock says. So it's helped me with that. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> I actually feel lighter. <laughs> I swear. Like, I feel because some of this stuff I haven't talked about in a decade. Yeah. So it's I really, really important it. that you talk about it. And that's a good point, Beth. That's a good point. <laughs> and you'll probably help somebody. Yeah.
to share your story like a Kelly. She could have chosen not to tell anybody. That's a really good point. And she probably saved hundreds and hundreds of lives. Oh, yeah. So You're absolutely right. I mean, the yeah. choices you make about how to cope and what to do with the hand you're dealt, so to speak. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I know. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's huge. Thank you so much again for listening. We'll have another one out next month. Uh, Please do me a full on solid and reach and review, share it with the world if you can. I would love that. And you can find me on why we run two number two um, on Instagram and the Twitter. And you can also find me at runningevolution.com. Thank you so much. Have a good day.